Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as I told you earlier, I have been giving the mandate to spread the word about how to divorce-proof your marriage. And of course, a quick micro-spiral, which is a methodology that also that I have perfected, we know that, number one, that you have an enemy to your marriage. Most people don't realize this, and his name is Satan. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a murderer. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy your marriage and you. He hates you with a passion. He hates you because you're loved by God and that your marriage is an express representation of the image of God. The image of the Father, Daddy God, you The image of the Son, Lord God, Christ Jesus. And the image of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruha Kadash. Also, you are dating your representative. That's right. You're dating your representative. It is not the real person that you're going to be married to. It's going to be the best representation of your spouse. And you need to date the real person. Number three, God has given us supernatural sex. This is only can be had within the covenant of marriage, but it is awesome and it is miraculous and it helps heal the, the battered wounds and the, and the basically gouges and the tears and the rips that we receive in our souls by living in close proximity to someone that has total access to you. Then we have the four laws of love. We have the law of what? Priority, the law of persistence, the law of partnership, the law of purity, the four Ps. These laws protect and assure everyone and assures you and your spouse that your marriage is divorce proof and you have a wounded soul your soul has been wounded since you came out of the birth canal and your soul needs to be healed and needs to be delivered so that you can be whole and that that stops Satan from entering into your marriage because with each gash, each slash, each rejection, each betrayal in your soul gives Satan access to come in and destroy and to implode your marriage. Yes. And then we have been talking recently about the phase of dating and how critical it is that we have boundaries, that we stay within the covenant of, of God, the word of God, because being obedient to God and His Word and lining and acknowledging Him in all our ways and including in our dating and in every aspect of our life, including our sexual lives, will give us great protection and blessings. So it is critical that we have the boundaries and we stay within the boundaries Right. And then, of course, we talked about why do people violate the boundaries? Because we are in a society today that basically has no protection. 
in the old days, as they would say, you had a chaperone. Yes, right. You had a chaperone. A man and a woman were not left alone. And you say, oh, well, we are, we're more sophisticated now. We're, we, we, we have an intellect now. We are much more mature. Let me tell you something. I was telling my boyfriend this the other day. I said, I realize you are a man and I'm a woman. We men and women are designed to be attracted to one another. And men and women are designed to want to gravitate to each other. Men and women are designed to want to have sex with one another. It is in our makeup of being a man or a woman. And so this is why that in the old days, the man and the woman were never left alone. And so now with all this freedom that we have today, where people go off on trips with their boyfriends or they go on cruises with their boyfriend or they go or a girlfriend. Um, they, they go to a hotel just to hang out and they stay in the hotel room with their boyfriend or their girlfriend. This is a recipe for pure disaster. You will violate the boundaries because you are naturally designed to want to be with each other, especially if you like this individual, especially if you are falling in love with this individual. Well, you're falling in love with that representative, basically. So why? Why is this so critical that we maintain these boundaries is because once you violate that boundary and you have sexual intercourse outside of the confounds of marriage, you have planted the seed that I talked about before, the wicked, the wicked twist of sex, right? Which you can never give your spouse, future spouse, once you get married. You will be, you, everything you do is legal. Everything you do is in alignment. And so you can never provide something like that ever again, right? So also we need to understand that if we violate this this boundary of not having sex prior to marriage, we're, we're not under the covering of God's protection, right? We, we, we're always going to be under his mercy, his tender kindness and his love, but we're not under his protection. And therefore, you are open to sexual transmitted diseases as, as, and also AIDS. And also it changes the entire Dynamics of the relationship Once you have tasted each other Once you have indulged with each other In the area of sex It it makes everything cloudy And unclear And decision making becomes unclear Discernment The fruit of discernment of spirits All of that is being muckety-muck In the soul realm And so you cannot Make good judgments, which is the last thing you want when deciding on who you want to spend the rest of your life with. That is why many marriages, over 50% and probably higher than that now, end up in divorce. So to, to assure that your marriage is divorce-proof, then you stay within the confines and the covering of God and not have sexual intercourse. And you need to work on 
heavy petting, no heavy petting. And the words, the words need to be addressed. As I said earlier, I I talked to my boyfriend and I said the erotic talk ha- cannot continue. Why? Because it actually Words are powerful and actually primes the pump. It actually prepares the woman in particular who is extremely susceptible to words. Women are extremely susceptible to words. It primes the pumps and makes the woman in particular open to having sex, which will take you out of the covering, out of the protection of God, right? And you're planning the wicked twist of premarital sex, which you can never satisfy once you get married. So that means you and your spouse are both both open and susceptible to being, um, I guess, persuaded to have sex outside of your marriage. That's the other part. You're planting the seeds of adultery. Most people don't understand. How did that, how did this happen? You planted the seeds and the seeds Grew and and guess what? There is going to be friction. There is going to be arguments. There there is going to be times in your marriage where you're not going to be in one accord. And when those seeds of division come up in your marriage, then that gives the fertilizer to the seeds of adultery. I know that um, in some cases in our culture, it's kind of accepted that men um, have other women outside of their wives, outside of their marriage, and they're not um, frowned upon, right? It's a man thing, right? But it's not. It is, it is a violation of God's word. It is a violation of God's word, and it will destroy your Marriage. Okay? So we need to understand this. And then, of course, the next step is the woman says, He did it, I can do it too. Then you both are messed up and you both have violated the covenant, right? And what's left if there's no trust, if there's no covenant in your marriage? So obedience is better than a sacrifice. And it's better to obey God and His Word, especially when it comes to your marriage, if you want it divorce-proof. It's not an accident. It is not an accident that a large majority of people cannot hold on to their marriage. So now I want to go into a new topic about how to divorce-proof your marriage. And I want to talk about Being a prayer warrior. Oh, yes. Anything good worth having, you're going to have to do war for it. You're going to have to battle for it. Now, now, what I mean by battling, I mean doing your spiritual warfare of praying. The battle is always going to be the Lord's. He would, if He is for you, who can be against you? Right? So the battle is the Lord, but you need to line yourself up and make sure that you are equipped and prepared to pray. I became a spiritual prayer warrior because of my marriage, my first marriage. I've only been one married once in my only marriage, 
right? Why? My former husband kept me on my knees. I was continuously cried out to God. And there was a season in my life for about a decade where I just stopped bothering my former husband and stopped nagging him, and I just went to, straight to God. And guess what? I saw great change. I saw the things that I had been crying out to God for concerning my marriage. I saw, I saw some good things out of that. Well, Dr. Davis, why did you stop? I said, well, with distractions and work and children and, you know, you just get off track and you don't continue doing the things that you know are, are good and are successful. It, it just happens. You're working out. It's just, it's a, the first thing happens when you work out is there's an interruption of your workout schedule. And guess what? It takes tenacity to go back to the schedule. It's designed. This world system is designed to get us off track. And so consistency is a, a very fruitful seed that we must pursue if we want to divorce proof our marriage. We must become prayer warriors. Now let's talk about the power. A lot of people say, oh, prayer. Okay, I'll pray. You know, what good is that going to do? I'm going to tell you right now, a handful of people who are serious Prayer warriors can turn this world upside down. It's already was done with the birth of the church. It was just a small group of this little bitty church that turned the Roman Empire upside down, that turned empires upside down. Prayer is powerful, but the prayer, the prayer needs to be pure in thoughts and in deeds. The prayer must have a, be a person of integrity. It does matter. Your character and how you live does matter and does impact the power of your prayer life. This is why Daniel could turn the Babylonian empire upside down. This is why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, along with Daniel, could Turn the, the, um, the Babylonian empire upside down. This is why Darius of the Mede and Persian empire was turned upside down by the prayer life of one man, Daniel, Count Ziffendale in Europe, Northern Europe. This man and his wife were aristocracy. They, he was in alignment to rule the northern province of Europe and to be the head of that whole province. And at the age of six years old, he came to Christ Jesus. And at nine, he rededicated himself to Christ Jesus. He turned out all the wealth, all the power. <laughs> He turned it all down and got land and his wife, who was also an aristocrat, turned it all down to follow the kingdom of God and the mandate that God had placed on them. And they and he this land was basically where all the people who were being persecuted, um, Catholics and Protestants and Baptists and Methodists and all these different denominations, they probably wouldn't call those back in those days, 
But the, the people that were the founders of these um, denominations basically escaped from persecution to his land. He was their landlord. And basically, when there was a dispute, when people wouldn't get along, it was Count Ziffendale who came in and basically pulled everybody together. And that after five years of these different groups living on his land, the, they had a revival and the Holy Spirit broke out and they built a tower. And this tower was over a hundred years. Two people, two people went up into the tower and they prayed. And so there was prayer seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for over a hundred years. And birthed out of that small little group, that small nucleus of prayer warriors, came the founding of the United States of America. That's right. He actually went to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, when um, from Europe to basically, and he was there for a season. Let's talk about William Tyndale, who gave his life up to translate the Bible into a, the English language. And guess what? Over 90-some percent of every Bible in English is based on the William Tyndale's translation. The Holy Spirit used this man, this one prayer warrior, Wycliffe, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr., Mary Cloud Bethune, George Washington Carver, these men and women, Mother Teresa, oh yes, so many just one. All it takes is just one. And so this small nucleus, it does matter. Your prayer life does matter. And your prayer life can be used to divorce proof your marriage. Yes, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. My son, Joshua, has the gift. He, he's a seer. And he's been like that since he was a little boy. And he has dreams and visions, and he basically, God shows him warnings of people that he cares about. One particular time, not too long ago, he um, saw his best friend in a car accident. And what ended up actually happening was he shortly after that was um, fired from his job. So I told Joshua, whenever God gives you a dream like that, you need to go into intercession. You need to stand in the gap. You need to press in and be a prayer warrior for on behalf of those that you care about. So this is what you do in praying. You pray for your spouse. You pray um, for them to be blessed, to, for them to have favor, and for them to um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added to them. Right? So the, the prayer, the prayer time is critical to divorce from your marriage. God may give you a warning. I, I had a warning when, uh, for my former spouse, um, shortly before a lot of things went south for him and our marriage. And I had a dream about a white wolf. And this white wolf tracked Warren and ate his face, ate his hands, 
ate his knees. And it was, he was in Germany at the time and with uh, his company. And I called him up from the United States of America. And I guess it was about three or something in the morning or something, his time. And I just said, whatever you're doing, stop it now. I just had a dream. I knew that this was a warning dream. And I did go into intercession for my former husband. However, he would not heed what I had said. And he did. It was, it was devastating. He lost his job. He lost everything. And because he was so high up, it, it, you just don't get those kind of jobs overnight. It took him two years with prayer, with seeking the Lord. And one of the things that I did for the Lord and, and that was I would go on uh, assignment and do the work for the kingdom of God. And at that time, my dear friend, Jawan, um, Stewart at the time had a program called Salt Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth. And I went there to teach young future Queen Esthers, young ladies on how to worship God because I'm a worshiper. And so as I, um, you know, committed myself, I paid for everything. I paid for that flight. I paid for hotel. I paid for everything. So it was a love offering unto the Lord. And um, a total stranger that I met um, in the airport, and we were just chatting away because I, I know no stranger. And um, we got on the airplane, and the stewardess came with a note saying, the lady said, um, please give you this note. And I, I looked at it, and the note said, God says, whatever you ask for, you shall receive it, whatever you want. And so I asked that my former husband would get a job, you know, because it was two years. And guess what? He got the, he got a job. We moved back to Texas. We were under, he was under the leadership of one of the commissioners that we both worked for prior to leaving Texas and going to Kansas City, Missouri. And so it was a new beginning for us. And we um, had a beautiful home and um, I considered a mansion. And we had a we had a fresh start. It was just powerful, and that was due to obedience and to being a prayer warrior. And I um, did that quite a bit. I would always ask for things for my former husband when I would when I would go forth, and and the, and the Lord would say, "What do you want?" Like with King Solomon, um, when King Solomon killed the thousand bulls and. It just showed an, a lush, a, 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 an abundance, a, 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 a lavish um, love for God. And God said, what do you want? And with wisdom, he said, Lord, I'm a child and you got me over your people. And I just want your your wisdom. I, I need you. you I, I don't know how to go in. I don't know how to go out. I, I need your help to rule your people. Within your godly wisdom. And God said, because you didn't ask for power, because you didn't ask for fame, because you didn't ask for money, because you didn't ask for the um, the death of your enemies. I'm giving you all those things and wisdom and long life with the caveat of being obedient. Okay. Um, 
the long life has a caveat. You have to walk in obedience. So, yes, it it has it is important that you develop a strong personal prayer life with the Father, Daddy God Yuhevahe, with the Son, Lord God Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, with the Lord God Holy Spirit, Lord God Ruhai Kadash. It is important that you commit yourself to the Lord and make sure that you bathe your marriage in prayer and pray for the best for your spouse, no matter what. The most interesting times to pray is when you're upset with your spouse, right? And that's going to happen, right? And this is when you have to become a mature Christian and you pray what is best for them. Even now, I'm not married, but I'm dating. And I pray for my boyfriend the very best. And the very best may or may not be me. I don't know. But what I do know is this. I want God's best for all my family. I want God's best for all my friends. I want God's best for everyone that blesses me. I want God's best, even for my enemies. I want God's best. And so prayer, intercessory prayer, becoming a prayer warrior is critical to divorce Proofing your marriage. And don't be concerned about, well, it's just, what is the, what is my prayer? The prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. A small group of prayer warriors have turned this whole world upside down. And it's, it's happening again. We're seeing it happen at our church all Nations Church, we're seeing the power of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. We're seeing it, and it's happening. It is happening. Yes. Yes. As I reflect on this major task that the Father has given me of how to divorce-proof your marriage, it, it, is, it is clear to me more and more of why because of tumultuous times that we're in today. It is becoming extremely clear to me with COVID-19 and the other um, diseases that are coming, because more are coming, not less. These are the end times. But those of us who line ourselves up with God's holy word, yes, those of us who line ourselves up with God's holy word, will thrive, not only survive, but thrive, prosper, and be successful. We, our marriages, will be divorce-proof, which will protect our children and our legacy and the future, the future destinies of, that is going to pour out of us. Our God is a generational God. God, God is looking even beyond us. And looking at the impact that we're going to have on the generations. So our marriage is bigger than us. Our marriage impacts our children, our grandchildren, and even our great-grandchildren. Look at Abraham. Look at Adam. Generational. Generational. 
Divorce proofing your marriage is so critical to the foundation of society itself. I don't want to not end this broadcast without Romans 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Wave 94.1 FM for Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Presence.